yesterday, myself and I guess Eric Bimefor, can't believe I have to say his name today, talked about player combinations and some that are overexposed, some that are underexposed in this Superflex draft. Now today, on this day, April 13th, myself, Silas Jackson, we're going to draft a Superflex team and we're going to win the whole goddamn tournament. Let's do it. Silas, are you ready to win the Superflex tournament? I mean, we're already winning the big board, so... That's true. We already won the big board. Yeah. I mean, we might as well just win them all at this point, correct? Well, that's what we do at Spike Week. We just win tournaments. Yeah, we just win every single tournament we can. And we're not even going to waste time today. We are going to jump right into this big board and uh, get ready to draft. We only need two people. So if you're trying to jump with us, trying to jump draft with us, it's been a long day, Silas. It has been a long day. Oh, believe me. I get it. All right. So we're getting the five spot, which is a spot that I actually do not hate in these tournaments. Uh, Let's see who's in this draft. I see I was inverted is in here. Um, I don't know. You recognize any other names in this one? I don't have it. I got to full screen it. Let's see. Uh, I have seen Shoe Stork before. Um, nice, other nice. than that, no. Have you been attacking this Superflex tournament, or are you just kind of in and out of it, sort of like me? I have unfortunately turned into a uh, slow draft bro, um, which is gross. Oh, my but... God. All right. We're not doing this, Silas. We're not doing the slow draft bro thing. I'm sorry. All right, I'll let you try that again. <laughs> most of my fast drafts go to baseball, and like that's where most of my time's going these days. Mm. So All I've right. been trying to hit the slow draft streets, um, and it's it's definitely grueling, but I don't know. It works out. <laughs> See, I, I'm still been strictly fast drafts. I know that there is a pocket this summer that I am going to have to enter a bunch of slow drafts because I have to go to Vegas to play the main event of the World Series in July, mm-hmm. and you can't register in Nevada. Yep. So I'm going to have to register for like 10 to 20 tournaments, slow drafts for Best Ball Mania, probably yep. before I go. And uh, I'm not looking forward to that. So... Burrow is the obvious pick here, correct? We're going Burrow. If most likely it's Burrow, unless you want to take Justin Jefferson, but you you most likely take Burrow. I think we take Burrow, and then we just build out from there. Because I'm of the mind right now. I was talking a little bit about it yesterday. That to me, Burrow is probably the four and the five pick for me. So I can be a little overexposed to Burrow and get some different combinations of him, if that's uh, something I fancy. Sort of like the first three picks is Mahomes for me just because of the stacks you can build with him. So overexposed to him on that front. So those are their two quarterbacks in the front that I'm looking to be overexposed to. I'm trying to get overexposed to Josh Allen. And then I like Justin Fields, but, um, you know, Burrow is one of those interesting guys. Like, you know, obviously he tore his ACL two years ago Mm -hmm. and you started to see it in the playoffs where he was actually like scrambling out of the pocket more. I think two years removed, you know, he should you should start to see him actually run more in the regular season. Um, he could be a, he could be the overall QB one. So I'm not I'm not opposed to that take, and it's actually a stance that I've been kind of working towards this offseason. I have another hot quarterback take that I'm kind of trying to get some more data behind before I actually come out and say it, but I have mm-hmm. a, I have a hot Josh Allen take for this year Ooh. and we'll, uh, we'll wait a little bit on that, but quick, quick question for you. Sure. Are you using the spike week, uh, draft IQ? I have been for the most part. I can't use it on this particular stream. Okay. I'm still working through that because it's messes up my mic if gotcha. I use it on this, but I've been working with hacker and we have some solutions for that. So I will be using it in the future. 
He got on me last time. He's like, make sure Rob's using draft IQ. Listen, hacker knows. We we've had, trust me, there are behind the scenes discussions between myself and Hacker and Eric and everybody. And, question. Uh, Another question. Sure. What what are your takes on Kelsey this year? I'm backing off of my I'm not drafting him take, but I don't think I'll be overexposed to him. I'll probably be underexposed. Um, so that's kind of where I'm leaning. I'm still so he's a guy. You're bringing up all the guys I'm kind of working through my takes on for yep. the coming year, which is especially in the first. I'm going to say first round because we're not talking strictly about superflex, but first round guys, Josh Allen and Travis Kelsey are two guys that I'm really trying to figure out what I want to do with mm-hmm. when we get into the main draft season. We're on the clock right now. So I'm not going to take – I wouldn't take Daniel Jones here. I would I, not I'm, take Daniel Jones. I would be taking Devontae. Devontae Adams? I would be taking Devontae Adams. Okay. We'll but take if, him. If you, if you like Steph, take Steph. I'm, I'm not opposed either. I mean, we'll take Adams because that's your guy. And speaking of hot takes, I released it yesterday. I'm probably going to have 0% of Devontae Adams next season. Just because he has Jimmy? Just because I think the Raiders as a whole are going to be a train wreck offensively next year. And it's not a Devontae Adams take. It's a Raiders as a whole take. I'm not touching. I think... I talk about throwing away like three to five offenses every year. Yeah. The Raiders are queuing up to be one of the offenses I throw away. So I kind of agree with you that they're going to be um, an absolute shit show. Um, They're horrible. However, they're going to be in so many negative game scripts. And at the end of the game, they're just going to give Devontae Adams. Like you might end up with 20 targets a game. Because they're just they're gonna be behind by like three scores. That offense is horrible and they have no one else to really throw to. They got rid of Waller. So what are they gonna do? Yeah, throw but it we're be Myers honor dimes. No, they're throwing it to Devontae Adams. Yeah, I, I agree. And that that's a possibility, and that's why I like Devontae's the the one player that you could take. And we'll continue this conversation in a second. Anyone's jumping out to you here? Uh I like Olave and Chubb. Um, we could also reach for Higgins. We're we're gonna grab Higgins. We're gonna get the Burrow Higgins stack. Um, I just think if you're drafting Burrow, you have to draft Higgins. He's never coming back to us. I so. saw um, something on Twitter, and I haven't seen any confirmation that the um, extension for T Higgins is uh, done. Might have come back. Yeah, I saw that too, but, but I haven't was... seen details. Yeah, and it wasn't from any reliable sources. It's like. It's like this Bengals insider fan that people rely on type deal. So there's no reason to speculate on it. And we might have been able to get T in the next round, but I'm fine with just reaching on T Higgins here, by the way. Um, the, the the Raiders thing. So, yeah, they're going to be negative game scripts. They're going to be chucking the ball. You would hope to Devontae Adams. But I still think that their scoring opportunity is going to be so low that, like, what are we hoping for for Devontae Adams touchdowns this year? He's not going to do what he, what we're accustomed to him doing is my thought process on this. And we're talking half point PPR. So he might be a better DraftKings guy yeah. than he is a underdog guy. But I just, for in terms of people that are going in the first round that I'm going to want to throw away, if you put Diggs next to Devontae Adams, is Devontae Adams the better player? Yes, probably. Doesn't mean that he's going to have a better fantasy season than Stefan Diggs, theoretically on a higher powered offense. You know, so yeah, I I don't disagree with the take. Right, mm-hmm. the only thing you know, Devontae still has higher upside spike week potential than Diggs in a nutshell because of all of the other mouths that Buffalo will have to feed. Like who though? Like, like, uh, so just running, you have Josh Allen, Damian Harris, uh, James Cook is going to be more involved in the past you know, passing game. Um, and I assume they're going to grab another guy, you know, whether in, in the first few rounds of the draft. And that's not including the potential that DeAndre Hopkins gets released and they sign DeAndre Hopkins. 
I mean, Hopkins is the one that would concern me the most if he went to Buffalo. But I still think if any of the other scenarios play out where Hopkins isn't in Buffalo, that Diggs' fantasy upside is better than Adams. I get your point on the one-game basis. I mean, yeah, theoretically, but that that team is going to suck. It's still like I, I still don't see Devontae scoring less than seven touchdowns. That's a, that's a possibility. It could also be, uh, uh, I tweaked my ankle just a little bit. I'm going to sit out for eight weeks, play for Devontae Adams because it already sounds like he's not happy. In right, if we're getting into injury stuff, come on now. That's come not it, now. no, I'm not saying it as like a like a real injury, I'm saying it as a I'm sitting my ass out because I don't want to play for the Raiders this year type of thing. So we are on the clock. Gino's interesting here, but like not really. Um, I like DK a lot because I think he has wide receiver one upside. Um, yeah. I'm kind of falling on Olave. Uh, mm-hmm. I could also be interested in, in one of the tight ends, but I think I prefer DK. I would like DK and see what comes back to us because I know DK will not come back to us. Some of the other players that we like, there's a slight outside chance of them coming back on this turn. Um, Gino okay. would have made this team really, really interesting because I don't think Gino's falling to the end, well, close to the end of the fourth round, like ever. That's a good point, too. Um, we should have looked at the value on that. I've noticed the quarterbacks are starting to fall a bit more the last couple days. You've been able to. Hell, I took a Derek Carr share last night, which is not something mm. I would normally do, but he was two rounds past normal ADP. So I just grabbed him on yep. a Jalen Hurts team. So it was pretty pretty nice in that respect, but I would have never grabbed him at ADP. Yeah. Ah, slow drafts. Slow drafts are messing with your mind, Silas. That's what it <laughs> sounds like. Probably. Well, and... and- <laughs> It's slow drafts particularly, I only do them really for super flex just because I can't say I'm the best super flex drafter. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to really understand the format. Like people get so QB heavy and it really screws my brain up. Like I end up going zero, zero QB more than not. And like it worked last year, but this year I'm not sure it's actually going to work. So, yeah, I, that's why I like taking. I love getting one of the first five picks because I like going like a hero QB build a lot of the time yep. where I get one of those top five guys and you could argue there's a top six. Uh, anyone standing out to you here? I kind of really like Amari. Um, scroll down. If you could. D hops. Interesting. Mike Williams is interesting. Uh, Kittle is also super interesting for me. Let's grab Kittle. Let's get a tight end because we already have three wideouts. Remember, this is only starting two wide receivers, a flex and a super flex, quote unquote. You can, start three. <laughs> you can start four. You can start four, true. You can start four, but I like, I'm starting to lean back into that. I like having a top four to five tight end yeah. build, and I'm starting to really come up on Hawkinson, even though he's priced so, so high in these contests. Just thinking about Thielen leaving, that the clear number two could be Hawkinson, then KJ Osborne, and just concentrate on those three targets for the Minnesota yep. offense. I'm really coming up on Hawkinson quite a bit. I so. absolutely love KJ Osborne in like the 10th or 11th round, wherever the hell he's going. Yep. Yeah, he's he's another player that I'm eyeing around that range. I was eyeing him in the 14th last year because I thought he was just the upside was there. Yep. I think I do like him this year. I won't be super overexposed because I think there are a lot of guys in that little range that he goes in that I like. So I'll be kind of flat across that a bit, but I do like KJ Osborne this year. The Vikings look, I'm not a big Kirk cousins guy. We, and I don't want to talk about him too much anymore. Cause God, I had to talk about Kirk cousins for way too long yesterday. But the Vikings as a whole is one of the perfect one-off teams that you can even look for in best ball, whether it's Justin Jefferson, whether it's TJ Hawkinson, 
whether it's Alexander Madison, KJ Osborne, you're never going to be upset if you leave the draft with one Viking, right? It's when you start to overstack that team that you get a little bit worried about what they're going to do. The offense is definitely not elite by any stretch of the means, but they're really good, right? And the NFC is absolute trash. So they, they're yeah. just going to pick apart some of the teams. Like Green Bay hasn't really improved their defense. They still get two games against Detroit. Uh, Chicago's defense is looking improved, but just because you spend a bunch of money doesn't necessarily mean uh, it's actually going to play out. I kind of want to go CJ Stroud yes. here. Yes. Um, I have I have so much Stroud and Bryce Young. Yeah, because I, they're, they're my zero QB. Like they're my zero QB targets. <laughs> totally fair, Stroud. I think he's probably going number two overall, based on all the talk that I've heard over the last two weeks. It looks like Bryce Young is. Not a lock, but like as close as you can get to being a lock as there is to go number one overall. And I think of all the QBs, obviously these are the two guys that are most likely to start a healthy number of NFL games this year. And I think they're both pretty good. (laughs) So, well, that's, that's yet to be determined (laughs) that that feels like it's a coin flip for both of them. I, I definitely think CJ Stroud has a higher percent chance of being better than Bryce Young just because I think Bryce Young might be Kyler 2.0, but Jerry's still out on Kyler. Good for fantasy, though. Good for fantasy. I don't know if he's going to be good for fantasy this year, speaking of Kyler, for Kyler Murray. I better hope so for my exposure. <laughs> I mean, he's coming off that ACL injury. The team's going to be – it's a down year for them. I want to pit J.K. Dobbins is interesting. I like Dobbins. I haven't been grabbing him a lot in the Superflex, so I'm down to grab Dobbins here. It's a guy that might fall to us in the eighth round that I would like as well. I don't so, really love the wide receivers in this range. I wanted Pittman, but other than that, it's like you got to grab grab your first running back. Pittman's good. I do. I know McLaurin went before him. I do like this range in the sense I like those guys. Um, I think Godwin is usually in this range as well, right? Uh, if Godwin might still be on the board, I just yeah, see it. yeah, I think he's still on the board. Yeah, so like Godwin, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, I I don't hate the range. So it's that's another range that I'm going to be relatively flat on probably when we get yeah. into drafting season. But I I don't hate that range at all. It, it's it's a, a range I like in regular big board not super flex in super flex yeah. i'm trying to pivot away from it just because I, I typically need other things yeah and that's usually like the fifth round or so in the regular drafts where you're getting the mclaurin's chris godwin's yeah. which is i honestly think where these best ball tournaments are won the last few years where you look at guys that have gone in the fifth round the previous two years two years ago cooper cup there was a conglomerate of wide receivers there. And if you went Cooper cup, you smashed all those drafts. Right. And then last year hurts and Mahomes were fifth round picks. And if you had hurts Mahomes, I know hurts like stopped playing towards the end of the year. And that really hurt a lot of teams. Trust me. It hurt me. Um, But the advance rate that you got on your Mahomes hurts teams was through the goddamn roof. So I think the fifth round is a huge round in best ball drafts every year. It is right. But, and I mean, I always try to think about it from the lens of winning a tournament, like those, even though like it's a gold mine in terms of advancing, they're typically not the players you actually want. To an extent. I mean, I mean, cause you're not really gaining any leverage on the field. Well, because your advance rate with everybody has them. Correct. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So but your leverage is combining those players with different, exactly. you know, yeah. first, second, third round combinations yeah. is what I would say. That's how you get a little bit different with them. And yeah. that's, I mean, you're trying to do that with every single pick you use. And that's why that our projected owner ownership for combinations is going to be freaking crucial this year to use. Mint. It's, it's, it's mind boggling. I'm not sure if you got to catch yesterday's show. 
but just seeing some of the the stacking combination numbers in this particular tournament yeah the projection 68 percent of teams are drafting kirk cousins and justin jefferson you're never going to win the tournament right right you're giving yourself no edge if yep. you're grabbing that stack so like <laughs> it's not even a good stack <laughs> no it's not even that good you're wasting draft capital on kirk cousins that's so again i don't want to talk about kirk cousins again today but you're just you're crushing your draft capital on stuff that everyone else is doing yep so i'd be interested in cam Akers here i, I can talk grab cam Akers. rashad white interests me hollywood mike evans it's pretty much where i'd be looking Let's grab Acres. I don't have enough of him in this particular tournament. Acres is like probably my highest owned running back right now. Totally understandable. In in uh, this tournament, I should say. In this tournament. Yeah. I he's for an eighth to ninth round RB, he's he feels the safest, which is absolutely insane to say about Cam Akers after the way last year started. Right? Yeah. But it seems as though they are gonna They've mended some fences there. They're going to be using him quite a bit more. And the offense should be future. better with St- with Stafford healthy. Yeah. You're going to have Stafford back. You're going to have Cooper, Cooper come back. Uh, the offense should be relatively better. Hopefully they can get an offensive line going there. That offensive line was shambles last year. So that's what they really need. No draft picks. So that's always good. Yeah, sometimes you got to sell out to win a tournament, to win a tournament, right? So they got their Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to be back anytime soon, but sometimes you just got to get that Super Bowl. It's always it's about still, getting a it's championship. It's still so bad, though. Like, all you need is uh, to get to the playoffs, and then anything can happen. Yeah. Well, there's like, what, three, two, three good teams in the NFC right now? Two that I can think of off the top of my head. One of those doesn't even have a quarterback. <laughs> so um, I want to like Tyler Algier here, but I just think he's about to get wiped off the board after the draft. I've been creeping in Mixon, even though I thought he was basically screwed. Because mm-hmm. what is Cincinnati going to do? They haven't signed anybody. I mean, yeah, they're going to draft someone, but unless they, like, it doesn't seem like they're going to cut him. Um, well, we can draft Mixon. The well, we probably didn't want to draft Mixon while we had Burrow, Higgins, whatever. No, that's it's actually good. He catches passes. He does catch passes. the The issue is that they refiled those charges, so yeah. people are concerned there. But we've we've already talked about on this show the legal system moves at an incredibly slow pace, yes. and we might not uh, get any resolution to that till the following year but that's why part of the reason i'm grabbing kamara this year in the 10th round of this particular draft is if he gets suspended eight games who cares i don't care that kamara gets suspended because that guess what that's the front half don't care about it i should already have enough to get me through the saints offense is going to be better that means that alvin kamara is going to have more opportunity they are going to be better. They're not. They don't have Andy Dalton, bro. Like that team, Alave is a decent wide receiver. I mean, he's pretty damn good. You got Rashid Shahid, the ghost of Michael Thomas is going to be on the field. They're <laughs> hey, going Michael to be. Thomas looked good for three games last year. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to be better. I'm not saying, and when I say better, it doesn't mean that they are going to be a top five offense. Yeah, like that's what. They're going to be league average, which is better than a a bottom five. (laughs) Right. Again, we were talking about teams that you want one-offs on. One-offs on the Saints this year is going to be fine, whereas last year I didn't want it. Yep. And so like a Kamara and a Alave is going to be tough for me to click just because of his price tag this year. That second round, it's there's a lot around him that I like a little bit better. So – Starting to think my Olave exposure, particularly, is going to be low, but my Kamara expo- exposure is going to be there. My Rashid Shahid is probably going to be there. You know, I'll still mix Taysom in here and there. I think that's like the common 
that's going to be the common knowledge with with Olave is he's going to probably going to get pushed down a little bit. I mean, early, I mean, people are seeing, uh, you know, he's fresh off a sick rookie year, but mm. the players around him have such higher elite ceilings that he's going to get pushed down in BBM and the puppies where he'll, his price will actually be like, yeah, I'll be in. Like if he gets down to like the early to mid third, I'd be in on Olave. Yeah, if he gets to that, if he starts to fall to that third round range right after that core group of running backs in the third, because I think that third round running back core, Mm -hmm. which is like Tony Pollard, Nick Chubb, like that, that group is just sick. Like I'm just, I'm smashing RB at the beginning of the third round almost every draft if that stays the way that it's going right now. Yeah. Uh, if he starts to sneak right by those guys, then yeah. If I'm if that if that's dried up, Alave, I'll probably end up being overexposed to him. Yep. We are back on the clock. Speaking of Alvin Kamara, we see him on the board. James Cook's on the board. The ghost of MT. <laughs> the ghost Jordan of Addison's Michael. interesting as well. Um, yeah, I'd, yeah be, they, I'd be looking at a wide receiver over running back, but if you want one of the running backs, go for it. Do you like Addison or do you like Johnston? I like Addison. I think Quentin Johnson might be a bust. All right, we'll take Jordan Addison then. I'm fine with that. I don't hate getting a fourth wide receiver here. We have filled out a tight end spot. We have three running backs. Um, probably good to get another wide out. Probably would be where I would normally be going as well. How are you treating these late end quarterbacks? Like if you take an early one and then, you know, you're taking one in the what a sixth to ninth round, are you stopping at two or are you grabbing your third in this range and not taking another? Are you taking two stabs late? Probably more so two stabs late. I, a guy that I target specifically is I try to get Gardner Minshew on almost Mm -hmm. all my teams. And then I like to roll the dice on backups in the 20th round. I really like Marcus Mariota as, as a backup, but there's others. I like grabbing Huntley. There's a small outside chance. He's the starter. Yep. Uh, (laughs) I could do either of them. Um, I'd also be on the ghost of MT, but I don't think you want the ghost of MT. Let's grab Madison just yeah. because of the upside that's provided by him. If yep. they do move on from Dalvin cook. And even if they don't, there's still plenty of upside with Alexander Madison this year. Mm-hmm. We know they want him there. They, they resign him to a pretty healthy contract. So <clears throat> I think Madison is a guy you might see move up boards at a rapid rate at some point this off season. Specifically yep. after June first, yeah, so, I agree with that. So yeah. you might want to be getting some Alexander Madison. No, <laughs> no. I know that's like, the contract. Yeah, I know the contract thing. Like people are saying, it doesn't matter. They they're going to keep Dalvin Cook because of the money and stuff. But it wouldn't shock me if they just moved on. If, I mean, if they, I wouldn't be surprised if they said something to get him to stay in Minnesota for a cheaper, like cheaper rate, being like you're going to have a chance to be the feature back here where he's probably in a, a, a committee backfield anywhere else, mm-hmm. even if it is for slightly more money. Yep. Yeah. We'll see what they end up doing, but I still like Madison quite a bit, especially in the 11th round right now. Mm-hmm. Feels very good. We see KJ Osborne, as we were talking about, go in the 11th as well. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan was a guy that I would have been interested in because as much as I love Javante Williams, It's a tough injury to come off of. He had it the worst case that you can have for that ACL tear. Tore everything else around it. And we've seen the ACLs with running backs. Takes them two years to come back almost every time. The Brees Hall thing, I'm nervous. I understand that people are like, he's going to be fine. I'm a little nervous on the Brees Hall thing, too. I've been mixing in a lot of Mike Carter. Yeah. (laughs) I, I don't hate that call either. Uh, new offensive coordinator does like to use two backs. We've seen that in the past. He likes to utilize a pass catching back. Wouldn't be shocked if he sees a decent amount of Michael Carter. Probably 
a hole in my game right now that I don't have enough Michael Carter, to be perfectly honest. He's cheap. I think he's going around like 180. Yeah. He's... And his upside is absolute immense. Yeah. Although they didn't really trust him last year, so maybe I'm overthinking that as well. Again, though, new coaching staff. Well, new offensive coaching staff. All right, we are back on the clock. Do we want to grab Tyler Boyd for the double stack, or are you interested in Darnell Mooney? Um, I would be more interested in Sky Moore um, or Darnell Mooney. I prefer Sky Moore because I think he's going to play a more integral role in the offense. I think you're so wrong, but we'll grab Sky <laughs> See, Moore. Dar- I, I love Darnell Mooney, and I took a ton of Darnell Mooney last year. They added DJ Moore. Chase Claypool's another year in the offense. Like they, he is going to kind of get squeezed in terms of target share. He's not what he was two years ago. No, nope, kind but, of like a, a dart throw prospect. You're correct, but his profile is the perfect kind of guy to grab in the twelfth round. Where when he hits, he's going to hit hard this year. So it's probably three to four games that he's going to get into your lineup and he's going to have 16 plus points on those three to four games. And you just hope one of them is a playoff game and the opportunity risk isn't too high because he's your fifth or sixth wide receiver usually. So you're not looking for him to get into your offense every single week. You're looking for him to put up those three to four games. That's why I really like Mooney in that range. Sky Moore, I'm convinced of all I'm grabbing all the chief stacks and I'm probably bypassing Sky more this year because I just think that he's what they brought in Kadarius Tony because Sky Moore couldn't do what they wanted him to do. Like that's, that's not that's not true. That like is he, true. It's no, 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 no. Whenever he got man coverage, he's open at pretty much an elite rate. They just didn't throw him the ball and didn't have him on the field enough. They also didn't have Kadarius Tony on the field enough. Well, that's but, that's a whole different problem. So Give them another year to figure things out. The enemy's gone. Hopefully, you know, hopefully the enemy was the problem in like personnel groupings. Um, but I do think Sky Moore could 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 bust out. Obviously, Kadarius Tony is the go-to, and I, I think he's absolutely sick. So you want you want Tyler Boyd. I, <laughs> think, stack? I think we need to go with Tyler Boyd here. Okay. The the other thing we could do is hold off on this and try to get Irv Smith later. No, I, I'd, I'd grab Boyd. The thing with Irv Smith, I don't necessarily even think they're going to use him. Um, he really hasn't been able to stay possibility. Healthy. They brought in O.J. Howard, and there's a very high chance that they draft a rookie a rookie tight end. I think they're more likely to draft a rookie or a tight end in the first round than they are to take um, a running back, such as Bijan, even if he's there in the, the later 20s. I don't think Bijan's going to be in the later 20s, but I understand the point. Bijan's going off the board at eight, sir. If you're ready for that whole fiasco. I I love to think that uh, NFL organizations are smarter than they are. And, like, (laughs) I think Bijan deserves to be a second-round pick. But I know it's going to happen super early, and someone's probably going to trade up to get him. And mm. it's going to be hilarious. No, I think Atlanta is going to stand pat and they're going to draft them. That is the key. That is what's going to happen. It's It makes me sad because I really wanted to be in on Tyler Algier this year. See, but they, they've been making so many smart moves. Like, I don't think they ruin it with Bijan. <laughs> I've been given one bit of inside information this year, and it's that Bijan's getting drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. Take that as you will. But that's the one piece of insider info that I got. All right, so you're telling me to go put $100 on Bijan to the Falcons. I mean, don't don't bet money because <laughs> this this was given to me two weeks ago and the draft is still over a month and a half away. Yeah, but that, that I'm sure the odds are probably good. It's probably, you know, it's probably 25 to 1. Yeah. And this is a reliable source, just so you know. All right, now I got to look. we're coming up on the clock i know where i would like to go but we'll see we'll see what you say we'll see what's actually still on the board at this point when we get there 
God. Juju in New England. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? When uh, JSN gets drafted by New England at 14, it's going to be worthless. Well, Minshew gets sniped from us. I, I could see where your guy was coming from a mile away. Yeah, I knew we were getting sniped on it, too. I shouldn't have uh, said anything. A-Chain's interesting. Spears is interesting. Um, I could also grab for them. I like Chark and Shahid. Let's grab one of these running backs. Your choice. We'll, we'll grab A-Chain, and then we'll come back and grab another wide out on the on the on the turnaround here. Um, yeah, I wanted to go Minshew there. That would have been the perfect way to kind of put a period on quarterback. We wouldn't really need a fourth. We could still get one if we wanted to in the 20th round. But now you got me excited to hear these odds. I, I can't even find a uh, like a team for him to go to. And their, oh, really? first, their draft special doesn't have them for their first pick. Like I can't choose the, the position group. So. Gotcha. Doesn't look like I can do anything. Oh, sad times. Yeah. Sad times. We'll we'll dig deeper into the data on that and see if I can find a spot for us to put some money on it. I, I'm sure I could probably go on like uh, uh yeah. Bovada and and probably put like thousands on it, but I don't, <laughs> I don't deal with that offshore stuff. No, you probably get better odds than I do because Mass has like nine books. We have so many books. I've I've kind of stuck to two just for now, which, and I've actually really only stuck to one, which is not the smart way to do things. You should be shopping for the best lines, shopping for the best lines, but I have just been incredibly busy the last few weeks, but we've been raking. I've been hitting six and 17 parlays the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Crushing. Making too much oh. money, man. Par- parlays are so dumb. <laughs> not when you're, not when you're crushing them for a thousand dollars a night. Yeah, that's true, but eventually it all comes crashing down. And for it to come crashing down, I would have to lose like six straight months right now. Fair enough. That's where we're at with, but I don't take normal. I'm not like taking spreads. I'm taking favorites, um, round robin, and um, I'm putting yeah. some player props in. Like I'm doing it a very specific way when I do it. And I don't win every night, but yeah. Round robining it has really helped ease the pain. The dights that I don't win, I still barely lose type of deal. Chark. So we, we do see Chark still there. I do like Chark. I like that he recently went underwent ankle surgery. That's fun. I did not know that. I think that was like months ago. Said so 16 days ago, sir. Oh. Well, he's going to be fully healthy. <laughs> I mean, this season is what? We got four months. Be, that's plenty of time to rehab. Yeah. Five, five I'm, the Panthers are a team that I am considering throwing away, but Chark in the 15th round, just again, it he almost like mimics my, my Darnell Mooney point, where now we're talking our sixth, seventh wide receiver, and we know what kind of player Chark is. When he puts up points, he puts up points. And... Down, he's more of a downfield threat. Um, they're going to use him all over um, just because I think they they truly know the talent that he is, kind of uh, what the Jaguars did. Mm-hmm. And it's low-key kind of a stack for us um, if if Stroud goes one. That's two. I mean, that that's two. That's true. <laughs> Let's say words that are proper. And he's much better than old-ass Adam Thielen. <laughs> there is a lot more upside there. That Thielen contract – like three years just like how do you i know it's only a two-year deal theoretically but i'm like you still think you're getting two years out of adam thielen i'm sure they can find a way out of it (laughs) um yeah it's uh please retire here's here's some money (laughs) they'll they'll spread it they'll add some void years and and spread it out over you know a couple years you see washington's finally getting sold i did i did see that today um, to the guy who owns the 76ers, right? Yeah. So that's a, that's a good thing. That needed to happen. That They had to get the stink away from that organization for multiple, multiple reasons. 
between what was going on in the building, what they've been putting on the field for 20 years. It just had to happen. Where are you looking here? So I'd probably be looking, I know it sounds gross, but Tucker or Fournette are two guys I'd be looking at. Maybe Trey McBride would be another guy that I'd grab at this I'd, particular point. I, I was thinking McBride, Kincaid, or Gesicki. All right, let's grab let's grab McBride. I think he is going to actually have a really good year this year. Um, put him behind Kittle. We technically don't even need another wide receiver with this format. Yep. I'm sure we'll grab another one, but for now, I'm I'm fine because even with Kittle in a 20 round draft, I still want three tight ends. Yeah, most most of the time, whenever it's a 20 round draft i'm grabbing three tight ends um quarterback is is on the board um and that's kind of what the question that i was asking you earlier um uh, where you were taking two dart throws late have you considered only taking two quarterbacks in a super flex draft i have taken only two quarterbacks in a super flex draft um but it's usually elite elite so top three and somebody in the next two to three rounds fair and then i'm done and then i just load up at every other position like with volume because i think we're loaded though like i i actually really like the zero the quote-unquote zero rb candidates we have we have an elite tight end um and then the wide receivers that we have i don't hate going to quarterbacks here because most likely you're not getting any points out of them anyway so you're kind of wasting a roster spot Mm -hmm. um and if Stroud becomes, you know, someone who's in the QB 10 to 15 range, like you are one creating super leverage off the field because you only have two. Um, and then two, you know, he's going to help you to actually win your league and push you forward. Um, who's standing out to you here? Uh, we talked um, about Carter. Like, Do we want to like, grab? I like Carter. Let's grab Michael Carter. We talked about him. We might as well grab him as our six RB. Let's I've been a rookie wide receiver late that I've been targeting uh, is Cedric Tillman. Same. Um, just because there's like a very low chance that he gets drafted at the end of the first round. Mm -hmm. um, his skill set's interesting to me. Yeah, I've been grabbing a decent amount of Tillman as well. Uh, he from all reports could be the second best wide receiver in this draft. Yep. There is potential for that. He's coming off an injury and people are saying that if that injury never happened, he would be the hands down number two and pushing Jackson Smith and Jigba as the number one wide out yep. in, in this draft class. So Tillman is a guy I've been grabbing late. Marvin Mims, of course, I think has kind of gotten pushed up a little bit, but he's still 17th, 18th round pick. Yep. A guy I've been grabbing, I would say I'm fine grabbing one more wide out, but that would probably be it for me because we have three picks left. And I'd probably balance it a little bit between tight end, wide receiver, RB. If we were going to do that, I definitely want one more tight end, though. Is yes, definitely is grab three. Um, yeah, I think I think two, seven, eight, three would be what I would be looking at. Um mm -hmm unless we wanted to even take a gander at quarterback. Yeah, I'd be fine with our – so our running backs right now are Dobbins, Akers, Mixon, Madison, A-Chain, Michael Carter, which is a pretty solid six-pack of running backs. Mm -hmm. Don't hate adding a seventh, but I think that last spot could be either RB or QB, mm -hmm. what we're drafting. So those are the things I would be looking at. Yep. I would agree with you there see who's available and kind of make your decision based on what, what happens before. 100%. So, <clears throat> and again, there are enough quarterbacks in that 20th round that I usually am more than fine taking a stab on. And your point is valid where we're probably not getting any points out of them. The, the likelihood is slim, but I mean, for 20th rounders, the likelihood is relatively slim on any of them, I would say other than the tight end position, because that position, who the hell knows what's going to happen. All right. We are on the clock. We do see Tillman on board here. It would be a slight reach, but I'm fine with it, especially because we've been talking about him. I don't have any like Josh downs. 
And he's mm-hmm. like 30 picks after ADP. You want to do it? Sure. <laughs> right. I mean, we'll he, he, he's also a guy that's probably going in the second round. Um, yeah. Second, third round. Uh, out of North Carolina, right? I think. Usually, usually on top of my shit. Um, not really sure what his full skill set's going to be, but, you know, 30, 30 picks of ADP. I'll take the value. Yeah, we'll take some value here and Just there. Just mix it in the portfolio. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much downs I do have. That's why it would be nice to actually have my overlay on and know what I have for him in this particular tournament. And I could even do it across all tournaments if I wanted to. Yep. But that'll be starting probably next week where we start really firing the overlay. It's really going to be for Best Ball Mania for sure and oh, yeah. the tournaments around there that will have that fired up. Is your plan still to uh, max BBM four this year? I know you did, he, you did last year, right? I max BBM three. I will probably max BBM four. Uh, let's make our pick real quick. Do any of these tight ends stand out to you? Washington's interesting. I also like Hunter Henry. Um, can mm. you click on the tight end tab just to see who else is there? Kate Otten's interesting. Um. Musgrave could potentially be the best receiving tight end in the draft. So I'll let you make your decision. I don't really care. Let's just grab Washington. Just uh, go grab pure, 10, 10 touchdowns. <laughs> pure, pure upside, especially when we have George Kittle already. I'm fine with going like that. We don't really have to play it overly safe. We can play for straight upside. Um, what were we talking about before? I already forget. Uh, B- maxing BBM four. Oh, so yeah, I'll max BBM four. I'm probably going to heavily reduce what I do in puppies this year and fire bigger buy ins. Yep. So instead of doing maxing like 150 puppies or something like that, that's probably just going to be, you know, two more big dogs or something a 333 on DraftKings or yeah. something like that i want to play higher stakes tournaments a little bit more so i might not have as many teams as i did last year i definitely yeah. won't have as many teams as i did last year but i will be putting them into spaces where you're advancing you know we did the big dog last year and the team that me and Pete drafted we were ahead of the field we were up by like 200 points against everyone else in our starting pod, but the top four advance. Yeah. So if you were like playing against someone like us, you don't only have that one spot to fight for you're fighting for, you know, three other spots. If there's someone that's just like lapping the field, yep. you you still have, you know, a 33% chance of advancing or 25 or whatever it is yep. of advancing the, through in the bigger tournaments so i just like the payout structures a little bit more in the in the bigger what do, what are your plans uh i still haven't decided if i'm gonna max bbm4 it will really depend on if i find the time just because i'm getting married and everything else so i definitely have the cash flow to do it this year hmm. <laughs> so we'll see um yeah i don't know i, I haven't really fi- finalized my plans it really depends on when the tournaments will actually get released um i'm probably gonna go really hard at the beginning of bbm4 yeah and then we'll kind of see how i space it out from there but definitely firing at more higher entry stuff um that's what i've done for the other sports just mm-hmm. because i found them to be better better return on investments some of the some of the problems i will have is that vegas trip also I have one to two other trips that I have to take during the summer for generally not even personal, like vacation stuff, just stuff I have to do. Yep. Um, so that that's going to play into it, but I think I'll find a way to max. We are back on the clock. Zappy is kind of interesting with all the talk here in New England. So for me, what, but I, so, I like Mariota too. Mariota is just kind of like, to me, the backup of backups that you want this year. If your Hurts could sit, we know like his style of football. And 
Not that Marcus Mariota is great, but Marcus Mariota gives you some rushing upside when he comes in, and he's going to be throwing to a much better contingency of players than he did in Atlanta. As much as I like Drake London, uh, I think that he could just have some massive upside. So I do like Mariota there. It, it's scheme for me. Like Philly's scheme is yeah. is pretty much untouchable, even if you put Mariota in there. Right. So. Right. So I think he's a. I love taking him in the twentieth round right now. It just. It's one of those picks that if you burn, if you're burned on Marcus Mariota, then whatever you took him in the twentieth. But if he hits, if Jalen Hurts went out tomorrow, where is Marcus Mariota getting drafted? Right in a super flex, like he's probably seventh, eighth round, probably where the rookies are. Yeah, and he probably should be higher. Would yeah. be the, the point I would make on that. So we're just gonna let this draft finish. We'll go over our team, and then we will uh, get out of here. I just don't want to start saying the team. And then that would happen. All right. So we have Joe Burrow, CJ Stroud, Marcus Mariota at QB, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, Joe Mixon, Alexander Madison, Devon A. Chain, Michael Carter at running back, at wide receiver, Devontae Adams, T. Higgins, D.K. Metcalf, Jordan Addison, Sky Moore, Tyler Boyd, D.J. Chark, Josh Downs. And then tight end is George Kittle, Trey McBride, Darnell Washington. Doesn't feel like a flashy team, but feels like an absolute solid team. The depth depth on this team is fantastic. And just reading those wide receivers, I was like, yeah, this is is a good one. (laughs) Yeah, pretty solid team. I'd usually go through with some of the other people. I know Jonathan's in the chat with the one-on-one, but I actually do have a hard out tonight, which is not a normal thing, but I do. Do you have any closing thoughts for today, Silas, before we get out of here? Uh, no, just it, if there was anything I said that you disagree with, hit me up on Twitter. Let's get in a Twitter fight. I have been in <laughs> debates recently. so <laughs> I want to say that your connection is amazing today. Yeah, surprisingly. At the beginning, when your intro came on, it started to get shaky, and I was about to throw my computer at the wall. So. <laughs> well, I had to disassemble my entire computer today, so it was it was a morning. So I know how that goes. But anyways, that's going to do it for myself, for Silas Jackson. We will catch you tomorrow with Eric Bimefor, and then Sunday morning, 10 a.m., I will be doing one more super flex draft and those are just real chill hangout type of drafts and uh, we'll do that. So we'll catch you next time. Peace.